Hey, this is PJ Souls, and you are totally listening to Nightmare Junkhead. Woo! Keep listening. Out of your consciousness, like a bad dream you can't wake from, this is the Nightmare Junkhead Podcast, a horror podcast that knows the tears of a clown are more than just a track from the English beat. My name is Greg D. <laughs> I'm Genius McGee. And on today's episode, our clowning shenanigans come to a close as we lose all of the levity and get extremely brutal with 2014's Circus of the Dead. And whether or not you wear size 23 shoes, you can listen to our show. Simply search for Nightmare Junkhead wherever podcasts are played. Hit subscribe, and when we drop our latest episode, it will download directly to your listening device of choice. I'll have been your Bubba Cornhole. <laughs> uh, and you can find us clowning around on Twitter at Nightmare Junk and clowning around on Facebook at Nightmare Junkhead. And it is indeed on that book of face where we have an events tab which leads to shenanigans. And mean-spirited <laughs> shenanigans. <laughs> and, this episode, ew, and this episode is releasing on Friday, January 28th. Go to Screenland.com where they have your positive clownish yes. shenanigans taken care of indoors. And virtually. And on the Friday that this episode is releasing on the 28th. Woo! Our latest Friday Night Fright genius. Um, we're going to ask a very simple question. What's in the basket? Because <laughs> we are getting all sorts of sleazy with Frank Henlotter's 1982 classic, Basket Case. And shout out to Chad for the beaded curtain. Patreon Pally Chad did indeed find a beaded curtain, of which we're going to talk all about in our Patreon Pallies. And it's wonderful to know that every time now that we screen something maybe sleazy, sleazy. salacious you're going to have to go through the beaded curtain. Mm-hmm. So no doubt you all will be walking through that that Friday. But then the following Friday's Friday Night Fright. And, and this ain't Maud. Maud. <laughs> As part of Screenland's Best of 2021, if you missed it when it went through initially. Which, which I did, and I haven't seen it, right? And so I'm, I'm going to see because I heard it's nothing but good stuff. I mean, and I heard it's like religious-based horror, but you know in the back of my mind, I'm going to picture it as B. Arthur. Well, you also understand, like, through the entirety of our pre-show, it's going to be littered with that. And <laughs> the entirety that Genius is going to be introducing the film, you're going to get that. I mean, I have a feeling people in the audience will potentially be doing that as well. So just know, bone up on your 70s sitcom <laughs> trivia. Know a little bit about uh, B. Arthur, Adrian Barbeau, and St. Maud. And St. Maud. <laughs> Best of 2021. BR. Well, the other repertory screenings that are going to be going on the 28th uh, recently had a chance to screen uh, the Coen Brothers' Blood Simple as, as part of Friday Night Frights, which was awesome to see up on the big screen. But something that's a little bit more family-friendly, and it's, I guess, appropriate in the wintertime, uh, but come on out to check out Fargo. I don't know if that's family friendly. I mean, you do have people being fed to a wood chipper. I mean, family friendly for the for the uh, Cohen brothers, I right, guess. Right there, we go. 
Uh, but that's also got uh, some one of the better Peter Stormare performances, mm-hmm. just with his obsession of the pancakes. And freaking Frances McDormand. From Blood yeah. Simple to Fargo. Yeah. Yeah. She's so good, Margie. And Buscemi. Buscemi gritting after he's been shot and he's all thing to talking you tell that that red porn I'm gonna whoop his ass. Yeah. yeah, it's ridiculously good. But the other repertory screening that's happening, and this is one that's definitely kind of a benchmark in cinema in independent filmmaking. Uh we're gonna be screening Melvin um excuse me, Melvin Van blah, Melvin Van Peebles Sweet Sweetback's Badass Song. Mm-hmm. He wrote it, directed it, produced it, starred in it, and then composed the score for the entirety of the film. It's an I've seen that, unfortunately, so I'm hoping to see it up on the big screen. Independent cinema, independent cinema. Very much so. But we did mention the best of series that is going on at Screenland, and on Friday the 28th, if you so choose, you can put yourself together a hell of a double feature oh yeah oh yeah if if the enticement of basket case after doesn't entice you then beforehand make it a twisted double feature with uh, again best of 2021 malignant our best of 2021 and it's a perfect double feature too and for those of you who haven't seen it, I'm not going to spoil it, but for those of you who have, think about it. It's a perfect double feature. It's something we've been talking about for quite some time, mm-hmm. so I'm really happy to see them, as you said, back to back. <laughs> but the other best of that is going to be playing is another one that I missed out on and one I'm hoping to check out on the big screen, but The Harder They Fall, which I've heard good things about, especially off mic here. <laughs> now, of course... If you do not live in the Kansas City area and all this kind of stuff sounds cool and you would like to support Screenland from afar, a couple of ways that you can do that. Uh, You can go to ScreenlandOnline.com where they do have a number of films that you can rent from them directly or you can become a member of their film family by going to Patreon.com slash Screenland where amongst the many perks and the many tiers they offer, uh, they have a few movie parties Mm -hmm. of which Genius and myself we contribute to. In fact, we do this little thing called the Shutter Shoutout, and our latest one is actually going to be happening that weekend on the 29th, and our double feature is what, Genius? It's classy. It's Vincent Price. Yes, it's time for us to um, gather our friends together, a little cooking party. The master of horror demands nothing less. Well, and you know, growing up with Vincent Price, I knew him as the thriller guy. Mm-hmm. That was my context back in the day. I always knew him from the scary movies, but I never really saw any of those scary movies. Right. And like I would catch The Fly, the original Fly, and a couple of the old school ones back in the day on TV because they would always show it on like 62. But then Young Genius back in the day was like, ah, these are old movies. You know, ah. But now going back, like he was fucking rad. Oh, he was fantastic. Um, I actually, last year I watched The Fall of the House of Usher for the first time. And he's got this bleach blonde hair. So I was almost getting um, a Wesley Snipes from Demolition Man vibe. <laughs> but then he was also minus his mustache, which that was unsettling. It's like seeing Tom Atkins without his mustache. You know, mm-hmm. it's just this power thing. But the double feature, the two films that we're going to be uh, streaming on Shutter. We're going to be opening with the kind of kid-friendly, family-friendly anthology of The Monster Club. 
And then the hardcore brutalness of the Witchfinder General. Definitely not family friendly. Now, of course, both of those films are streaming on Shudder, and we are going to be watching both of them. But with our little uh, little uh, watch party here, we like to put together what we consider the Nightmare Junkhead home game. Yes. Mm-hmm. Play along at home, which includes customized content, including a pre-show uh, introduction where Genius and I give a little context and information for the films, mm-hmm. trailer reel for each film, and of course... <laughs> the post-film yakety-schmackety. Where we have to process yes. what we watched. So you can imagine the over-under on bad Vincent Price impressions. And I'll tell you what, so far, the Monster Club's a trip. Both of these are going to be first-time watches for me. So I'm excited for that. Now, of course, to get access to that and so much more, head on over to patreon.com slash screenland. But genius, if we are talking uh, Patreon and film family, we, of course, have our own little freaky film family being put together at Patreon and a special shout out to not Chad. Mm -hmm. Chad, not only coming out for Blood Simple and Maniac Cop 2, but as you said, with Chad Fu bringing the fucking beaded curtain, we have a beaded curtain to walk through. I am so excited. And when I... They put it together uh, but without me knowing initially. And I said something like, oh, I'm going to go in the theater and get everything set up. All of a sudden, Chad and Jenny are kind of stalking behind me, like waiting for me to see it. And when I saw, oh, they, they, they apparently said my reaction was well worth it. Well, and then you sent me the picture and I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm like, ha! Ah! I loved it. It was great. I'm like, perfect. Perfect. It's just a beaded curtain. And, and, it's, and I'm like, that needs to. And every time we show anything sleazy or anything with filthy New York, yes. if we ever show Maniac, you know, if we ever basically show. Basically anything from like Larry Cohen, mm-hmm. Frank Hennon Lauder. Yeah. Uh, just basically any of those New York filmmakers. You know the beaded, <laughs> the beaded curtain. curtain's coming out. Absolutely. Absolutely. So again, thank you, Chad, for that. Now, here this month, we did release both our Scream commentary. For the film from 1996. Mm-hmm. And then our five cream review mm-hmm. or scream 20, 000, uh, 2022 review. So to get access to that and so much more, head on over to patreon.com slash nightmare junkhead, where we indeed have every tier from a squidly diddly to another time. Another place. And speaking of another place, Texas. Text oh man. Well it was when I was uh, when I was introducing Blood Simple, I basically kind of said this is like the Cohen brothers way of saying don't come to Texas. Mm-hmm. And why I probably will you will never find me vacationing in Texas. Well, could you make a could you make an argument that there is like Texas horror? Oh, absolutely. Because like, you know, like there's the French extremity, but if there's like the Texas extremity. It's Southern Fried. Everything is grosser in Texas. <laughs> Well, you know what? If we're going to get bigger for this particular episode, and maybe if we need to cram one more person. One more clown in the clown car? Into the podcast, I can think of no one better than this individual, because not only is he the co-host of the Media Rewind podcast, he is a member of our Patreon film family. Please welcome back to Nightmare Junkhead, the one and only Dustin Pryor. Hey, guys, what's going on? Took me a little while to get my big ass out of that small little car. Dude, uh, honestly, if you, <laughs> I hate I, not to derail the conversation, but if you needed a horn, I could have just I, got one. You I know, know I, you've got, you've you got know one downstairs. I got, you know I got a, I all sorts of clowning accoutrements ready to go. Oh, I should have had there, some ready. There have been many times that you've embarrassed me in public going, <laughs> 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 <So>. <laughs> what's going on, guys? Well, 
I didn't realize you were prepping for a horn. That was actually really nice. I was using the one percent left on my on my battery to to hopefully be able to get that clown horn out of here. Now it's like beep beep beep. beep. <laughs> No more I won't be able horns. to call an emergency vehicle if my car breaks down, but hey, it was worth it for the show, boys. There we go. <laughs> we appreciate your your passion and devotion to the cause, my friend. Now, for those of you that aren't familiar, uh, Genius and Dustin both co-host the Media Rewind podcast, which normally focuses on The Walking Dead, mm-hmm. primarily when the seasons are going. But in between seasons, you guys focus on all sorts of stuff, everything from... Um, Oh, my God. The we, Atkins Diet? Yeah, Scott Atkins. We did the Purge TV show. We did... Uh, Badlands. End of the Badlands. Yes. Game of Thrones. Uh-huh. But now recently here, you all are all on the Book of Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of which I've been enjoying the shit out of. I'm not going to lie. Because I've been watching the show. But then it's just a nice enhancement to go along afterwards. You're almost like like talking Boba afterwards if, you, if, you, if there's such <laughs> a thing existed. Fed. talking fet there there it is but i because we've all grow, grew up with star wars right absolutely it's been part of our lives and so now to see so much content out there but good content i and i've i've really enjoyed it uh, but i've heard dissenting opinions out there but something that kind of killed me was the fact that in if you go back to their latest episode <laughs> Thanks for the shout out, but you guys went to mods. <laughs> we did, uh, and then they're started. Gone, and then yes. they're so the fact that it, that is part of the DNA over there, but it was the spy tech reference that <laughs> killed they me. Know. They know. <laughs> Episode five, the Whistler. <laughs> <laughs> and only people in their late thirties and over will get that reference. Everybody else is like, spy tech, spy tech. is that an is that like a PlayStation game? <laughs> Thankfully, they've got the Googles. They can go check that out. But I have appreciated just the the, the content with that. Um, and again, you guys have 30-some-odd years of friendship that you're pulling from at this point. Oh, yeah. Something yeah. like that, yeah. yeah. And, it, and it shows in the show. Believe me. <laughs> Believe me. I do appreciate that. But, no, I've really enjoyed all of that so far. Uh, so, again, if you want to check out any of that, head over to Media Rewind and... Yeah, that's again with Genius being one of the hardest working guys in the podcasting business. Uh, not as not as hard as Big Fat Tuna. Yeah, hashtag Big, Big Fat, Fat Tuna. Big Fat Tuna. <laughs> See, the problem with Big Fat Tuna, then I go to Black Belt Jones. Uh, one of the characters is Big Tuna, but now I'm just imagining Big Tuna letting himself go. And so every time you guys say "Goddamn Big Fat Tuna," yeah. all I can think. Of- but see, now I can't think of Big Bib Fortuna without, without Big, Fat, Big, Tuna. Yeah, Big, Big Fat Tuna. Yeah, Big Fat Tuna. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Again, I don't no, know if it's ruining it or enhancing it. Right? It's, it's again, it's whatever it is. We'll, we'll leave that up for our three listeners. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out we'll to Lance. Like a hey, that's okay. Add him to our five. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. So we wanted Dustin to come on this particular episode because when you were putting together the programming for the month of January, mm-hmm. the whole clowning around thing, again, I had no background, no vetting interest in putting it together. But one of the ones that you put out as an option was this film called Circus of the Dead. Uh-huh. And I remember it distinctly because you, Dustin, I think when we were at, was it the horror convention in Chicago? It was. Yeah. It, it was, was Days, uh, of, the Days, of, the Days of the Dead. Days of the Dead. Yep. You had actually one of the, I think the director was up there, was he Yeah, not? Billy Pond. Yep. Billy Pond. And you, were, you got something signed and you just, I remember you like, oh yeah, it's Circus of the Dead. I saw it at Slaughter Movie House mm-hmm. and I really dug it. Yep. And for... For those that don't know, Dustin is kind of our resident 
action expert. But he's been <laughs> having to dip his toe into horror quite a bit here lately. Sometimes good, sometimes shunting. Yeah, sometimes very <laughs> shunting. And the thing about Slaughter Movie House, for those of you who aren't in Kansas City or didn't didn't have the wonderful opportunity to go back in the day, it, it wasn't everybody's cup of tea what they showed because everything was either independent or hardcore and brutal. And well, and that's they they highlighted indie low budget horror films, mm-hmm. the stuff you wouldn't normally see on a Friday night fright for example. And a, yeah, and on a on a Monday evening and it was like some of these filmmakers only chance to ever see their stuff on a big screen and it was rad. And a lot of the stuff, I mean, there was stuff from all over the world. I mean, people were like, okay, cool, Slaughter Movie House. I mean, they showed Bloody Bloody Bible Camp. They showed all sorts of good stuff. And, like, you didn't go to all of them. I mean, like. No, and actually, the you drug me out for that one in particular. You said something. I can't even remember what it was. I was like, I, I kind of felt indifferent about going. And I'm like, ah, you know, I'll go someday kind of deal. And I think it was just one of those things where I was like, I didn't have anything going on that Monday. Yeah, I was like, come on. Yeah. So, so I don't know so. what they're going to show, but it's always kind of crazy and cool. I mean, it's always kind of wild. Well, and it was definitely uh, an institution there for a while, uh, co-founded by friends of the podcast, Gary Cooper and Jill Gavargazian. Mm-hmm. And Maker of the stylist. Yes, of course. Of course. And what was it? Was it the first Monday or last Monday? It was the first, first Monday. Monday. First Monday of the month. They and it would started get... all over at the Czar Bar. It started at a bar, literally, with like yeah. a little TV in the corner. Yeah, and I was there. And like we would show up before there, have a couple of drinks, because this was during my party days, and um, have a good old time. Watch some low-budget horror movies on like the little screens. And then the Czar Bar was like, hey, we're going out of business. And I'm like, fuck. Well, then like later on, they're like, hey, can we shoot? They were started showing it at Screenland and it was rad. And then they had, a, like you said, a good following, a good rep. And that's just it. There was a large following because it was definitely more than just people gathering for films. They were gathering based on the community that was being mm-hmm. formed. And that was kind of the best thing with Screenland being the new home for it. It fit perfectly. And you had people gathering out in the lobby beforehand. And then you would go in and Jill and Gary would introduce the film. And a lot of the times they would bring in filmmakers. Yeah. And like you said, maybe that would be that one lone time for them to see their film on the big screen. Mm-hmm. With the crowd. Yes. Especially not their hometown crowd. Yes, a non-biased crowd. Right. But a crowd that loves genre, mm-hmm. you know, that loves horror. That I appreciated the splatter and the gore and the, and the madness. Well, also, I think having Jill being one of the co-hosts was very beneficial as someone that understands low-budget filmmaking. Right. And knows what goes in putting a film like that together. And sometimes it's a miracle mm-hmm. for a movie to be made and put together like that. Well, I think the one thing I can appreciate from Jill's perspective is just what you said, you know, that guerrilla style filmmaking where you're doing it on a shoestring budget. It's not got a big movie, ho- you know, a movie production house back in it, but you get, it's different than you guys and me sitting around talking about a film because we've never made one. We, we yeah. appreciate it specifically from a fandom kind yeah. of aspect. Again, somebody, we don't know the who's it's and the what's it's and how it gets built. Somebody using their blood, sweat and tears to put something on the big screen, you know, their vision it, in front of everybody. And then to have the balls to say, here it is. Right, what do you guys think? Right. You know? Well, and so to see that, it's amazing. Well, and that's, I think it was Grand Skipper that said, you know, Graham Skippy, that mm-hmm. any movie you see, someone's life yeah Mm -hmm. like so it's it's just it's appreciative and then also to give some context to go to yes 
it's not going to be as polished. You know, there might be some sound issues. There might be some things that. But oh, there was some. There, there's there was some times where like it was nuts. Like TVs would go out, and the sound wouldn't like Zarbar days. But it was always cool because they always had like interactive games and stuff too beforehand. You know, you win raffle prizes and shit. People were dressing up all the time. Yeah, it, I mean, it, and I. I came out occasionally for it. Yeah. And there's, I remember there's, there's this picture that they posted. I believe it was uh, uh, Gary's wife, Jill. She's all dressed up. And you just see me in the background playing Galaga <laughs> on the little sit down, <laughs> like oblivious to all the uh, people, you know, networking and being social. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, that's definitely on brand. And, and, and they would have the Christmas extravaganzas, always with, like, charity. Ch- and yeah. there in the final days, they would do a different charity every month. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, and that's the one thing they gave back to the community, which maybe and we it, we should was, probably do that at Friday Night Frights. And it, yeah, yeah. But it was always like cool, and it was always like free every Monday night. So mm-hmm. it was it was slick. Well, I just like the aspect of it from the time that I went when we saw Circus of the Dead the first time, and then I went sporadically. You know, the the next couple years until the pandemic pretty much shut the world down, but it kept growing mm-hmm. like yeah. you would, you would always see like the normies, you know, you would see Jill, you would see Gary and, and a couple other familiar faces, but you would always get like a new couple or yeah. a new like triple. <laughs> oh, you know, we know how that, you know what I mean? You it's always fun because, right. Because they don't know what they're getting into. Right. They have no clue what's going on. Right. And then especially because <laughs> slaughter movie house lived up to its name. Mm-hmm. It, it, yeah. it was always bloody, always gory, always there in were, your face. Oh, the, I remember one of my all-time favorite viewings there was Harvest Lake. Probably oh, one of the... Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, with the, the squiddly diddly. Oh, the my extremely Lord. squiddly diddly. That was one of the horniest movies I had seen in quite <laughs> yeah, some it was. time. Yeah, it was. Because it was uh, Tristan Risk Ellie and Church. Ellie Church. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. that was one of those I can only imagine some normies walking in on that and like, well, mother, what do you think the film's going to be like tonight? <laughs> well, do you think we're going to try that when we get home, mother? You know, <laughs> it might introduce them to a whole new world. Well, world I mean, maybe. La, da, 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 la, da, da, da. <laughs> Horizons were expanded, I think, possibly. Fuck, I saw this movie. I, for, I can't remember the name of it for the life of me, but I remember... Uh, that there was a scene where the killer would chop off people's fingers and use it as a butt plug. And it was just, people were like, holy shit. Be right. There was some walkouts and the director was there and Carolyn Baker. And she was like, that's what I was going for. Wow. And so I was like, <laughs> nice. Perfect. 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 And so, yeah, it, but it ran the gambit. There was another French movie and I've been thinking, I've been, trying to track this movie down for the life of me listeners if you know it it's called like alistair something or rather it's this french movie but it's almost like have you started watching the godzilla uh the new new ones like uh where they're talking about aliens and everybody's moving around like final fantasies no but (laughs) well it's like that but it's french but there it's like a french superhero that goes around like killing all the people and like blood and gore like a serious psycho gorman okay but i can't remember the fucking name of it but yeah but slaughter movie house was always very very bloody very bloody you would always be entertained i don't think you would ever be bored it 
any kind of a film that they right. brought in. You might be offended. Yes. You might walk yeah, out. It might not be your cup of tea, right? but you were never bored. You were never bored. <laughs> you you had strong opinions about the movies that you were watching. And that's the thing. That was the fun of it. That was especially like the people who've been there and who would go there all the time to see the new people like, oh, holy shit. And then you'd almost like, let's see how they're taking well, it. Well, it's, it's kind of like what Greg always talks about when, you know, if he's seen a movie before, he goes back into the theater and he kind of does the peripheral oh, viewing. No. Just to kind of catch the crowd. That was the fun of it. Yeah. And a lot of times I really didn't want to watch what was happening on screen. I'm like, oh, Lord, avert the eyes, avert the eyes. But no, and that's just that I really miss that. Um, Analog Sunday. I know our friends Elijah and um, uh, Bryce, they put that together. Mm -hmm. They've got a following. I'd like to think, you know, we've got a lot of people that come out regularly for Friday Night Frights. Mm -hmm. There's something to be said about kind of those, the programming. Yeah, programming. Yeah. That you can refer to hopefully to expand the horizons. Mm -hmm. Now, that being said, I don't know if we're going to be doing a lot of the films like that at Friday Night Frights. Yeah, you know, we might do Stitches for Friday Night Frights, but I don't think we would do Circus of the Dead for Friday Night Frights. Well, this is so Circus of the Dead from 2014. This is, again, the one that... hardcore Texas horror. Appropriate enough referenced in the film itself. Yeah. Uh, This was a first time viewing for me, so I just knew that you really appreciated it, Dustin. But I remember you, Genius, mentioning it's pretty brutal. It's pretty mean. It's definitely going to be a little tonally different right. than what we've been building up to. Stitches was lighthearted and right. funny Cartoonish. and all that stuff, right? And Clown, as serious as it was, it still had like... Well, I mean, but it, it, it was mean, but it was serious, but it was well... There was a budget behind it, mm-hmm. you know, for the most part. Man, Circus of the Dead, this one... A lot of stuff I wasn't anticipating, including Clown Dong, of which we'll get to. Multiple instances of Clown Dong. The clown that hung dong. You shouldn't have to try. <laughs> you blew it all sky high. Honk, 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 honk. <laughs> Instead of that, but it's the horns. Oh, missed opportunity. Huh? Should have put the clown nose on the tip of the penis. He kind of did, though. It was That <laughs> was it, he, in the second part. The second time when we get the up-close clown dog. Spoilers for Circus of the Dead. You know, we're going to jump right into it because Papa Corn would have no other way. Obviously, we are. Right? So, for those of you who are interested in clown dong, I mean, there's one we see after... Okay, trigger warning. There's a lot of rape in this movie. Yeah, I, mean, I was not prepared for that. It was it's it's, it's, tr- it's, it's gr- tough. It's not super well, it's, gratuitous. Yeah. It's not like a Gaspar Noe clown circus of the dead, but it's more along the lines of like if SVU was on HBO. There's implications. Right. You know what I'm saying? If yeah. SVU was on HBO, this is what you would get. So it's that hardcore. And there's a lot of it. And one of the attempted ones is a, uh, one of the victims running away from the parking lot with Papa Corn flopping his clown dick right behind him, right? And little corn. Right. <laughs> Candy corn. <laughs> <laughs> and, then the se- <laughs> and then the second one is, <laughs> second one is like, oh, Papa Corn's hole is ready, right? And all of a sudden, you just see this clown, and his dick is painted up with the clown face on it. And it's just like, that's a brave performance by uh, 
Bill Overs Jr. Because yeah. I don't know if he really painted up his clown dick and like, hey, check it out. You know what I'm saying? But like well, that comes out of nowhere, literally. And I didn't check to see if there was a prosthetic supplier in this film. Fake clown dong. Well, it turned out that uh, I would. I watched the film Red Rocket here recently. Red Rocket. No. no. <laughs> Anyone on Patreon, go back to the I've seen that episode when I said, if I say Red Rocket, what genius would Pavlovly in response like? So I'm not saying I called it, but, <laughs> but a lot of dong is hung in that movie. And I was going through the IMDb. One of the credits was prosthetic supplier. <laughs> oh, really? Which really kind of disheartened my, my, my feelings of Simon Rex in the movie. But... <laughs> I didn't see that necessarily in the MDB credits in this one, but you know who I did see as one of the special effects people? Heather freaking Buckley. Yeah. And there's a lot of special effects, and it's gory yeah. as fuck. Oh, it's, it's beyond. I mean, the movie starts out with a special effect, you know, with the heart. Yeah, that's true. Well, And then you also, it starts with a freaking quote from John Wayne Gacy, something along the lines Clowns of... Clowns can get away with murder. It's like, okay. <laughs> that's, and I said it. That's our thesis statement, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Because in the end, they get away. Alert, they get away with the murder. And they they blame it on a dad. And I'm not going to say he deserved it, but I don't know if it's just a combination of the bleach blonde hair with the black goatee. He looked like Tiger King. You know, I'm you know who's going to financially recover from this. You know what? You know what? It really wasn't Papa Corn. It was that bitch Carol Baskins <laughs> <laughs> taking on the tigers away. So I've seen that with really? Tiger King. Fucking, yeah. I saw the first season. Fucking cracked me up. I started watching the second season. I'm not done yet. Dude, but you, you've tried to get me onto that show, but I, I have enough rednecks in my family. I don't need to. I don't need to wild, see it on Netflix. Dude, it's fucking wild. <laughs> There's like Tiger, like the zookeeper orgies and shit. Fucking that got like multiple wives and hitmen for hire and all sorts. There's like wiretapping fraud. There's like all sorts of murder. It's wild. It's 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 seedy. It's it's scale. It's salacious. Is what it is. So would the beaded curtain been appropriate for that? No, it's just fucking weird. But anyway, no, he looked like he looked like uh, uh, yeah, uh, Tiger King, right? So, but then see, everything goes terrible from there. I mean, there's nothing. Nothing good happens in this movie. I mean, there are little bits of le- there are little bits of levity. There are moments that did make me laugh, but it wasn't built into this movie as being funny. It was almost like I don't want to call it torture porn because I don't think it veers into that territory. But it's also one of those films that's largely unpleasant. Yeah, it's yeah. Torture porn was probably not be the right word for it. Mm-hmm. It's more of along the lines of like gleefulness in its violence and debauchery you know what i'm saying it's again hardcore it's the texas circus massacre i'm trying to figure out the the variety of times that i was just sitting sitting there looking at the movie going okay oh okay okay because again this is going to be a movie i'll just say right now i i I enjoyed the experience i don't know if i'm going to go back to it right you know it's one i don't know if i'd I'd revisit stitches i would revisit clown I don't know if I'm going to revisit Circus of the Dead. And that's fair. It's, and, it's I mean, tough. Yeah, it, it's totally fair. It is a tough movie. This movie is extremely violent. It's extremely mean. It's gory for gore's sake. And the gore is in your face. And it is a lot. And it's well done. I mean, and it's violent. And I think if that's what you're looking for, oh, yeah. this movie has 
what you want. It's again, this is one of those multi flavors of clown movies. Well, and we go from both of our first two films with solo clowns to a film that is with multiple clowns, and you get a little bit of variety with our clowns. In fact, we have four that are featured here. Now, I know we might have the official names, but I just wrote down Midget Clown, uh, Laughing Clown, Smoking Clown, and Leader Clown. So Leader Clown is Papa Corn. Right. All right. Um, then the Smoking Clown is Mr. Blister, right? Uh, and why did he remind me of Larry Fine? He, he reminded me of Larry Fine the entire time I was watching the movie. I could see I just that. waited to break break out like Come a Stratahuvius. Come here, Chowderhead. Like a depressed Larry Fine, mm-hmm. a smoking Larry Fine. And like just he's like never without a cigarette in his mouth. Even when he's pumping gas, it's almost as a joke in itself. Because yeah. he's he's unintentionally hilarious. And you don't want to laugh at these clowns because these are not fun clowns. These are clowns that I wouldn't like because even though they start out in a shitty circus and I love shitty circuses, I was waiting for this Mexican werewolf brothers to come out. <laughs> it's one of those shitty circuses. <laughs> those Mexican werewolf brothers are crazy. But anyway, so no, those are clowns that I would be afraid of. And as much as I love clowns, you know, I'm like, no. Why, why do you think I will never go to one of those sketchy, like, parking lot circuses with you because i saw this movie thanks a lot jill and gary it's that it's that that element of danger the the, like just the traveling carnies that's why that the the rides are way more fun because because they're missing bolts right there's again that there's that you know you're supposed to be safe if you go to like rules of fun you're safe right but when you're going to a traveling circus and your hand is in a drunken carny that probably has a murder trailer like we saw in this movie then that adds a little bit more danger and a little bit more spice that adds that make that ride twice as nice dude there's there's two things in life that you do not trust gas station sushi and rides like perform you know that are that are controlled by a kid named gunner no way i'm sorry i'm in good hands with gunner he's like fucking Allstate, dude i've been doing this for three seasons you know that should be okay i mean (laughs) he probably went to extensive clown carney school so like I like those shitty carnivals. I've always liked those shitty carnivals. I think I would trust a degree from Hamburger University (laughs) before I would trust one from Carney U. Sorry. (laughs) Shitty carnival, you're getting hungry. (laughs) When's the last time you've been to a shitty carnival, though? About two years ago, and I want to go again. Yeah, before the end of days. Yeah, Yeah, it was before. It was before. Because there was right over here by Viva Fashion Mart, Garcia Brothers would come and bring one of the traveling carnival brothers. Right? Now, now. Even before, back in the day, there was a shitty carnival. You know, right over here, that lot where it's now like B&J equipment or some shit like that. I don't even fuck. It's the front store, right? (laughs) And then there's that hobo encampment, right? Well, if you take away the hobo encampment and you take away the front store that that left that whole area... Back in the day, there used yeah, to be this shitty that. carnival, and it would roll up into town for about two weekends, twice a year, at the beginning of spring and at the end of fall, right? Because and apparently the statute of limitations on injuring someone is six months. Six, six months, months. <laughs> right? Then, like, if nobody's us by then, then we're good to go again. And so they would come out and be the same shitty rides. It'd be the Tilt-A-Whirl and, like, the Gravitron, where it looks like thing, a little mini roller coaster and, and the one and that flips. technically it wasn't supposed to be the Tilt-A-Whirl. It was just supposed to be the Whirl, but somebody didn't set it up correctly <laughs> tilt a world but here's the thing it always kind of made me afraid of star child from kiss right because like 
<laughs> because on the tilt-a-whirl, on the side of the trailer that had the upgrade of the tilt-a-whirl, they had this hand-drawn paint, you know, from Kiss Kiss Are Alive when they're when they're when they're like uh, dancing in the world and they're like hands oh, up from in the destroyer. air. Destroyer, yeah. right? Destroyer, right? But it had a shitty version of them, just cheap enough to avoid a copyright. But he, <laughs> so it had Ace Frehley's like Star Child face when he's on the boon like this in that weird pose. But they didn't want to like totally like get it so they kind of put him in a frankenfurter outfit because it's already frankenfurtering already with the kids outfit and so they painted it twice on the tilt world thing so every now and then when you spin around on the tilt world there's fucking ace freely like oh hello boys right all up in your face <laughs> just kind of like rocky horroring it up and so <clears throat> After you've been on the tilt roll after a few times after you just ate a massive amount of corn dogs and chips because it was right after fucking school. You could walk it down there and like fucking with five dollars spend a couple of hours at the shitty carnival. They had games and like carnies and shit. Right. So, yeah, after uh, after a long day of school, sometimes you go down to the shitty carnival, roll up on there and get terrified by Ace Freely. So, <laughs> but did they have clowns? I don't know, but that was clowny enough for me, all Ace Freely, because he had the clown face. No, they didn't have any clowns in this shitty carnival. This was just this wasn't one of the shitty circus ones. Now they have over there at Viva Fashion Mark. They have this. Well, they did before everything. I don't know if they will bring it back again this year. I don't know if you can, you know, but they'll have the shitty circus with the shitty rides. So they'll have clowns and stuff. And so I don't know if they're going to be the ones with the Mexican werewolf brothers. If the Mexican werewolf yeah. brothers are there, I want to fucking go. So that is your sign. If the Mexican werewolf brothers are there, you're... You know who I'm talking about. The Mexican werewolf brothers where they're like, they have their face full of hair and they're doing flips and shit. I just want to see like two fuzzy kids running around doing flips and shit. Like we're like, look at those werewolf kids. It's like So apparently you'll be going alone because I won't go because of gravity and Greg won't go because of the... the, the I'm, just, I'm antisocial. The yeah, the wolf, yeah. <laughs> they're like, Satan's cavemen yeah. coming out. They're like, live action Satan's cavemen. You're like, you're on your own, dude. Yeah, Next thing you know, I can see that, dude. It could be like, me, you, like both, all three of us are standing right there. And as the fog comes in, I'm like, come on, dude, it'll be fun. And you're like, nope, I'm out. And like, you'll hear the world, but nope, I'm out. And I'm like, all right, I guess it's me. And then I just walk into the fog and just hear, the next day you come back, the circus is gone. That that's how I'll go. If that's the way it be, so be it. <laughs> I tell you, I like those shitty carnivals. Though. There's something about them. It's that element of danger. I, Says the man. I, I, yeah, exactly. Who laughed in the face of death with a bird. Well, and he didn't now, laugh. He didn't laugh in the face of, of danger. He lied to the face of Jesus <laughs> and said he had balance. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I mean, yeah, I won't go over greats. I hate fucking rats, but yeah, I'll go into a crazy oh, dark carnival. You're just throwing caution to the wind. My I don't friend. know. Oh they, shit! That you know, I I shouldn't do that because that that fortune that I just had it says do not. <laughs> yeah, look, it's fucking right here. For it says. Uh, uh, Never throw caution to the wind. So maybe that is my sign that I shouldn't go to dark, shitty carnivals there you anymore. Go. We're having this conversation right now, my friend. This is your moment. This is a very fortuitous conversation. Yes. Ah. We just saved you from peril. <laughs> from clowns. From your doom. He died as he lived in a shitty carnival, surrounded by carnies and clowns. <laughs> Would that just be the name of your biotic? You like the biography, Carnies and Clowns? Carnies and Clowns. The, the genius genius memoir of Genius McGee. Right? Do, 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 death. Speaking of death, <clears throat> speaking of clowns and carnies, 
This was a ooey gooey movie. This was for being like a non Cronenberg movie. There was a lot of bodily fluids all over the place and a lot of masturbating clowns. Again, things I didn't think I would see going into this film. Masturbating clown. Uh, clown dong. Mm-hmm. Gal's Panic. The video game and the, the, the Texas ska band. Uh, he actually, in uh, It Chapter 2, Pennywise noticeably drools more in that one. And mm-hmm. I got that total vibe. From Captain, was it Captain Corn? Papa Corn. Papa Corn. There we go. He loves you, Greg. (laughs) He's a creepy fucking clown. And he's proper good, proper scary. Yeah, and that's just it. Phil, was it Phil? Phil Obers Jr. Bill Obers Uh, Jr. Bill Bill Obers Jr. He's really good in this role. Like, as much as I despise him, as much as the character was horrible and I wanted him dead, it wasn't so much that he was, like, charismatic. He was just, he was a good actor because he could turn on and off the normality, mm-hmm. the clownishness, the menace, and it takes a talented person to do that. And that's mm-hmm. one of the things that kind of kept me involved with the movie, even though I despised him. As such despicable things are going on, he's just charismatic enough, and the the, the uh, things are, are just depraved enough, where you're like, what the fuck is he doing? And like, what would he do next? It's almost you can't help, but you're not rooting for him in any way, shape, or form, but you're just kind of... You're, it's almost like he's hijacking you along for the ride. Yeah. That makes sense. WWPCD. What would Papa Corn do? <laughs> what would Papa Corn right? do? I don't know if I'd want that bracelet. That's probably more of a cock ring than anything. <laughs> God. That's awful. So, like... Now let's compose ourselves. <laughs> it, it made Circus of the Dead bring bring us to this level here. But see, uh, it's almost like, I don't know. I think when people think, the, the, also the name is almost seems to be a misnomer too. Because when you think of Circus of the Dead, it seems like, you know, a circus full of ghouls. Or, yeah, ghouls, exactly. Ghouls. You know, or something like that. But no, these are psychopathic serial killer clowns. Rapist clowns, yeah. In and fact, the, he even makes mention of it. He goes, I'm a serial rapist, psychopathic clown, but I'm not a liar. And so, no, he's... And they, they go like, what are you going to do? What do you think I'm going to do? His, that's his M.O. The clown care package that we get in this film that kind of sets everything off where they <laughs> or they win the raffle ticket the raffle okay prize. so that is not going to be one of the raffle tickets for the horror club because that was a vile so it was like yeah a lovely spa weekend for two and then it's got like a bottle of pills it's got like duct tape it's got a vas- jug of vaseline. vaseline it's got a thing of cheap wine handcuffs you know, now I kind of want to see you like purchase all those items together and see what kind of watch list you get put on. Probably the same ones <laughs> like, I already am on. Just like walk out of Walmart with all those, like uh, three rolls of duct tape, some twine. The usual, know. sir, please. <laughs> <laughs> Try, put it on my card. <laughs> hey, but at least you get 2% cash back. <laughs> Pop a corn credit. But like, <laughs> no, and there's some horrible, horrible shit. Like, no stone is unturned in this movie. And it should be said, this is also a Stephen King-approved film. Oh, speaking of, those poor act, those poor child actors in this movie, mm-hmm. every child and actor in this movie is probably scarred for life because that one kid, that look of terror didn't look like it was playing. Looks like like Billy Pond, bloody Billy Pond was just like, all right, just act scared. 
you're going to come around and you're going to fucking scare the shit out of this kid. Yeah, it's like, hey, and hey, action. Susan, Susan, can you bring your son to work tomorrow? <laughs> Why? <laughs> oh, oh, no, no reason. No, no reason. <laughs> He's gonna, we're going to make him in movies. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> and then like, uh, ah! I felt so bad for that kid. That poor. Now, those two girls that were hijacked. OK, they probably were in on the gag. But that one like that one kid. That wasn't that wasn't fright. That was terror. Because he was accosted by the smaller clown as well. So that's clown yeah, on your level, yeah, <laughs> Mr. Jumbo. That's eye to eye clowning, and like that's not good. No, no, no. And the fact that the small one he didn't vocalize, he just yelped like yeah, a dog. Yeah, like like Nagi from uh, Cemetery Man, Delamar de Delamore, and like. Now I'm thinking of Nagi and all the drool. Maybe that's maybe what they were that's pulling it. From. Maybe that's it. And like from the makers of Doll Baby and little shout outs to Doll Baby. Was Doll now Doll Baby, that was one of his previous films. Mm -hmm. I think it may have been his first one. But basically about a lummox. Is it? Yeah, it's about a killer lummox. Of course, of course. Was that shown at uh, Slaughterhouse? Yes, it was. Okay. So Billy, he's got his own kind mm -hmm. of like uh, Texas horror. Yeah. Bloody Billy Pond. I mean, seriously, this is Texas horror. This is like the Texas Circus Massacre. Because it's violent. But it's as in, but it here with Texas Chainsaw, it was sh don't show, right. just make you think. Mm -hmm. This is like, no, we're gonna fucking show it. This is well, I mean, grind, grind core. This is hardcore you, shit. And we've talked about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's a proper film. Mm -hmm. Not saying this isn't a proper film, but you know, if you're comparing the two, yes, they're definitely Texas-based films. But man, going about. Their ends in totally different ways, oh, yeah. which I again I appreciate. I this is a this is a film I think I appreciate more than anything because mm -hmm. uh, I again wasn't expecting clown masturbation, wasn't expecting clown dong, wasn't expect expecting clown skull fucking with the stump. Yeah, the stump fucking a lot of stump fucking and a lot of like sewing body parts that shouldn't be on the regular other Stabling, body parts. I mean, we're and doing a, some ECW work. A lot of that. A lot of like just mean spirited. <laughs> Again, shit. I felt like I'm I'm clutching my pearls over here, but because uh, I've seen worse, I've in, I've actually enjoyed worse. I think it's a combination of the clowning, which again I'm indifferent with, but I'm also not like. Have you have you seen terrif terrified? The, with yeah. Art the Clown? Yeah. Have have we subjected Dustin no, to that no, one? No, I've not seen Terrifying. Okay. It's, that's the one that, it's it's gore for, it's basically a special effects showcase. I, I liked it. But it's mean. It's mean. It's so it is mean. mean. But like Art the Clown, I think he's kind of a mini icon because the guy that played him was terrifying. But even in these, like the individual ones, they all had kind of their own distinct yeah. things going on. And the thing about this that kind of makes it a little bit more scarier than uh, Art the Clown is like, although Art the Clown was mean and, sh and, and did some vile things, he also was supernatural. These aren't fucking supernaturals. These are just like basically serial killers traveling carny clowns. Again, giving like regular clowns a bad name. Like these, like the clown union is probably fucking pissed. I'm surprised the clown union hasn't like, like picketed Billy Pond's house. You know, we're going to need your clown card back. He just keeps pulling out of his pocket. Like and give us your egg. Right. And just like all pissed off. And that's the thing I'm always going to be thinking about now is the egg and the involvement of the clown. If that makes it truly authentic. Uh, 
the Mexican bingo cards I thought was an interesting yeah that's that's an interesting way on like picking your victims Mm. and like that one that one Mexican family they would have got fucked up if you would have had that card because he's like oh no card guess I'm not gonna play with you today he didn't give a fuck that's the thing that made it scary about it you know because I mean like First of all, it would be scary to walk into a place and have a bunch of like crazy clowns in there. I've been there. It's it's even as a person who enjoys clowns, it was an offsetting of a clown just walking in, a big disheveled dirty clown, let alone four of them playing your dirty trucker game. Okay, here's another thing. Okay, have you never noticed there's no more dirty trucker games back? Remember back in the day when you'd go on like from like cross country trips with your folks and you'd stop at like those shitty truck stops where like there were showers and shit. There'd always be like like. Those dirty trucker games, like Gal's Panic. And like Gal's, Gal's Panic, Panic is a dirty right. truckers game, right? If you they, that's what we saw on the screen. It was on there. I went to YouTube. I saw it. Yeah. So how come there's no more dirty trucker games anymore? Because we have the internet. Yeah. They're playing them in the. They're playing them in the trucks now. I bypassing like, the truck stops. Can I have a quarter for the arcade? No. Hurry up. Go to the bathroom. We gotta go. Well, so. then you go to the bathroom with that quarter, and you get like one of the dirty little like. I got a balloon. Like, I, can, party. <laughs> I got a fun pack glow in the dark body and this tastes awful <laughs> terrible so terrible 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 are the flies down in mexico different this i've got this spanish fly i don't know what it is <laughs> so good lord um no i dug that and again the gals panic video game there's going to be a subset of our audience, hopefully, that will be familiar with the Gals Panic, again, the ska band from Texas, and that's what immediately I went to, and it turns out they did take their name from the game, but anyone out there, this is for you, tag, tag your it, Gals Panic, there you go. So I hope for a while you got those references, you picked it up, picked it up, picked it up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so another thing I didn't expect that there was a fifth clown, the oh. mime that jumped came out of nowhere with the chainsaw. Oh, yeah. That fucked me up for a minute. Just like she, she blew a whistle and like all of a sudden this gimp mime with the chainsaw came out and started chasing everybody. <laughs> and did you notice he was, he his mouth was um a fucking uh, bear trap. Yeah. I, That's yeah. fucking terrifying. It's like a saw contraption. Everything that these clowns did were terrifying. If you looked in the window and you saw a clown masturbating in your window or just like, eh, scary as shit. I just be like, dude, get off my petunias. Not no, get off on get my off petunias. On, yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Word your, watch your words there carefully, my friend. But that clown mime just it, coming at you with a chainsaw was terrifying. Amidst the double feature of a Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And Jaws. And Jaws. That's yeah. a double feature. Well, 74 and 75, that makes sense. It mm-hmm. would work. Yeah, it totally worked. That's something you could have seen back in the day. Actually, I would have been totally down. Could we have shown this uh, at the last uh, Nerdoween in terms of uh, Super 7 Cinema since we got a little bit of action in the theater? No, that there's been not enough action it? in the theater. Okay. Yeah. There was a nice little scene there. Um, just, again, the brutality of the film, the meanness, uh, the unpleasantness of it. It still it worked. And, again, he put together this looked well. It looked really good. It sounded good. I mean, it it was a good-looking movie. It's it, it hit all the spots, but it's just it's not it's my punished. normal yeah, flavor. The subject matter was it's, a little rough. It's a yeah. lot. It's a lot. And I remember you saying it could be 
knocked down a little bit. And I could see where, yeah, sure. it could. Well, but. that's just me. I, at this point, anything, you know, it's 90 minutes or more. I'm like, ah, oh, come on. But yeah, there was a lot of, this is the punishing movie. Like, it's almost an endurance test. I mean, there's a part where they're kicking babies and shit. That, that moment, holy shit. I mean, I remember uh, in, oh my God, uh, Quantum, Blood Quantum. Mm-hmm. That moment affecting you. Did you kind of have a moment when you watched it the first time, or were you laughing? This one, I was like, it, it just seemed a little bit silly, you know, because yeah. you're like, oh, because they're making, like, clown jokes. And I'm not, like, going along for the ride, but in Blood Quantum, it was more shadow and taken more seriously, and the, you weren't expecting mean. This mm. one, you're expecting, at this point, you're we're halfway through the rampage. You're expecting something like that. I'm surprised they didn't go trauma and like put an old lady in the dryer. You know what I'm saying? So like, <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Maybe the director's cut potentially did that. Um, what other thoughts have we not gotten to on your notes there, genius? A lot of clown assault, uh, juicy movie, clown dong, clown spree, Bill the Butcher mime, painted clown dong. Send in the clowns. Okay, that's fucked up. First of all, your family is tortured or taken away from you. You don't know what's going on. And then you're part of the show. So for night upon night, you're trapped in that shitty carnival being beaten with clubs and electroshocked. At the uh, subject to the, like, the, you know, the, the pleas of the audience. Yeah, it's almost like some sort of gladiatorial yeah. combat. Caesar says no! And then, like, <laughs> Yeah, there there's something to be said for that. It's it's just insult to the injury. Again, you're 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 going along, and the fact that they he ends up going out mist style, as you said, lady. So we watched this on Voodoo <laughs> with, with ads, and sometimes they can insert ads perfectly, like almost like a like a tell like a commercial break, right? Like even with clown or like oh no, was it, was it stitches? I think it was stitches. Stitches where it the worked. commercial it breaks are perfect, right? This one. No, and like right in the middle of some of the most violent scenes, like the crescendo, the peak of the violin, it would be there, and then boom, Terry Crews for the Olympics, and then boom, it would come back, and you'd still have a couple of more seconds of like gore and viscera and terrible shit, and then more and more and more, and then boom, like ask your doctor, Prilotect OCC is for you, you know, and then like babies getting ripped out and then sexual clown assault and then like hi i'm terry cruz for clown rape and like you're like what the hell's going on these are badly placed commercials i'm not saying we should boycott the olympics but at this point i'm thinking you know i'm not going to be over there in beijing man it's not even political or any covid protocols it's just like nah terry cruz is like pro clown rape we're not good with that <laughs> papa corn maybe loves you but i don't you know <laughs> final thoughts on your side dustin now watching it again um yeah it was it was there it was a movie like oh, no. I, I think no it, i mean i'm not gonna say that i'm not gonna rewatch it at some point but this is definitely not on my you know to do clown like watching sprees right Right. I, mean, I I appreciated all the acting in it man bill obers jr fantastic i really liked uh God dang it. I, Mr. Blister? Mr. Blister. Just chain smoking the entire way. Just indifferent clown. He was indifferent. <laughs> the indifference was scary, but funny. 
It was. Yeah, no, there's a lot of different clown movies out there, and that's like the one thing I wanted to bring to the different flavors of this month. And there's still more out there. Like, if we ever, like a couple of years down the road, if we ever do Clown Month too, because you know I'm always down to clown. But like, you know, Santa Sangre, and like there's the Hundred Tears, and all sorts of shit. Yeah, you, you, yeah, there were many that we did not cover at this point. But again, we're always looking for content regardless. But I, yeah, if you're looking for something brutal, if you're looking for like something gory, something mean spirited, something to like wet that violent. And you know what? Like I said, I, with that this Serbian name, Cir- clown, like, yeah, itch. a Circusian film, right? A clownian film. That's what this kind of is. But like, it's, <laughs> but it's almost like the name doesn't do it justice. But what would you call it? Circus of violence or like clown spree? Circus of the macabre. No, because then that makes it mysterious. And they weren't mysterious. They were just fucking violent. <laughs> they weren't like, behold the wonders of darkness. They're like, no, I want to skull fuck you. You know? This is like Rob Zombie's Barnum and Bailey. Well, isn't that what 31 was akin to? I think so. But this almost seemed more real and brutal. Yeah. Yeah. Regardless, again, I'm glad we kind of covered... The 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 uh, the variety of clowning. Oh, and then the ending song. Oh yeah, from the Beaumonts. <laughs> what was it? If you don't love the Lord, you fucking suck, or some shit like that. And if you don't love, you're fucking fucked. Yeah, that's right. Uh, it's not subtle. It's kind of perfect. Uh, again, Southern fried Texas horror. Uh, no, I'm I'm glad we clowned around mm-hmm. this month. It was a good time. Now we went all over the place. And like you said, there's more to cover, mm-hmm. and you know what? More to cram into the car. As it turns out. Now, of course, uh, you guys are going to be continuing your coverage over at Media Rewind. So where can our listeners find you out on the social media there, Dustin? You can find us on Twitter at Media Rewind Pod. You can find Genius at L underscore Genius or Mm -hmm. me at Mount underscore Baldy on the Twitterverse. Now, I will say this. Here in the month of February, we're going to do something that we probably should have done from the start is to take a little time off. Mm hmm. Because here in the month of March, coming back. March Madness. The Madness continues. uh, Into the mouth of March Madness. The tournament will be going on. Uh, We're going to release one episode on the main feed next week. And it's actually going to be kind of promoting what we're doing on Patreon. Mm Because even though we're not releasing anything on the main feed, we've actually got four episodes that are going to be releasing in the month of February on Patreon. So more bang for your buck. So until that time, this is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee. And we'll see you in your dreams. (laughs) Do 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 do.